Western world It is exploding Violence flaring Bullets loading You're old enough to kill But not for voting You don't believe in war But what's that gun you're toting And even the Jordan River Has bodies floating But you tell me you understand what I'm trying to say? Can't you feel the fears I'm feeling today? If the button is pushed, there's no running away. There'll be no one to save. Will the world in a grave? Take a look around you, boy. It's bound to scare you, boy. And you tell me. Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? Uh, I saw the Batman over the weekend. Um, the, the Batman. This is the Batman, not Batman. Like the um, Ukraine. Exactly. All right. This is this is see. This isn't uh, Wolverine. This is the Wolverine. That's a different movie. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I saw. Um, I saw Glittery Batman, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's it's great. It's like, wait, what? Huh? I didn't understand. I forgot Twilight, Vampire, Sparkles. Apparently yeah. people were, you know, because of the internet, just like already cheating on the idea of it. Like, oh, is Batman going to have sparkles on him? He's going to have glitter on him? Like... Clearly, they've never seen the lighthouse. But, you, if know. you you know that when people do a movie, it's not the same movie as another movie that they did, unless it is. In which case, I don't know. Whatever. Right. Um, also, like the movie, the first movie that got somebody recognized is is not what you should be, you know, judging them by versus like their body of work and you know. But whatever, people are dumb. But the the movie Knives Out, starring James Bond, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, how could he be in? Two, how can Daniel Craig be in two different movies? How do, how did right. that even work? I don't. It just blows my mind. Right. Anyway, so I saw the Batman. It's great. Uh, it's the best Batman movie ever made. Um, it makes no really, sense. really better than Dark Knight. Oh, much better, much better. It's, really, it's just a fucking better story, and the characters feel like real people. The writing's better. I mean, just just the dialogue is written at such a higher level. Like, I mean, every, every the best thing about that movie really is is fucking Joker, right? He steals the show. Right, it's not a Batman movie. I mean, it is, but it's you know, right. it's, it's a Joker movie. And it's, in you know. every fucking Batman movie, it's like Batman's barely in it. He's never in it, and like instead in this movie, Batman's in every single scene. He did, it's like every it's a completely different experience, and it's also the first time it feels like he's an actual fucking detective. He's supposed to be the world's best detective, and right. the movie's basically a, like if you feel like you're watching the movie Seven, is what it feels like. It doesn't feel like a, like a Batman movie, um, but it's the best Batman movie, and fucking it's fucking great. Uh, camera work is stunning, just next level. 
good camera work. Um, yeah, just tons of good shit to say about it. I don't want to spoil anything, but I mean, it's a Batman movie, so there's nothing like, oh, is he going to catch the bad guy? Is he going to fight with some henchmen? Like, I don't <laughs> know. Punch, punch some don't... goons in the face. <laughs> Like right nameless goons right, right. um but no I'm, I'm really excited to see it it looks it looks legit it looks really good uh but yeah, were you not like a huge fan of the nolan batman movies or did you like them but this is no just, i mean the dark considerably better it's definitely the best of those but it's still it's just like you know it doesn't um it's too long but i i, I do love the dark knight but it's too fucking i just long. don't it's like just... christopher nolan's batman movies i like everything else he's done for the most part um mm-hmm. maybe with the exception of insomnia <laughs> movies kind of that movie will actually try to put you to sleep um but you know i, I love dunkirk uh interstellar fucking great um I've, i'll still sit down and i'll just listen to the to the score of interstellar like by itself it's beautiful yeah. it's really a beautiful score yeah, like, yeah. We, we i think we mentioned it the other couple of weeks ago which by the way people don't know we reviewed on the podcast way back when so way back check that when. out yeah um and people knock that movie for dumb reasons, like, like, oh, she, she's there, she's sad because she loves a guy, like, ha stupid, <laughs> stupid Anne Hathaway loving. Oh, look somebody. at him crying because his kids grew up and almost, you know, basically are like about to die, like in the time that it took him to go down to the planet. LOL, like, like yeah. a, a real astronaut wouldn't show emotion. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> I watched a fucking documentary with that twin, you know, like the the two twins in NASA. Mm. One's married to uh, what's her name? The congressman that got shot tragically gabby giffords yeah. yeah yeah yeah. so one of them was up at the international space station for a full year a full year he was up there and there's this whole documentary about how fucking depressed he was and he wow. had like a crew of six people and he was still really fucking depressed so the idea that like astronauts don't have emotions like that's no that's <laughs> so yeah um, i can imagine that being a depressing like like i would love to go into space i would not want to live in space like that seems right. really yeah. fucking lonely i want to go for more than 15 minutes but not a year i think a year right no like a week i would do a week <laughs> absolutely do get let me do like a week trip or like a four th- like a four day three night deal yeah like, you know yeah. you know just but, just uh, enough to like like put a few thousand tons of co2 in the atmosphere just for me just so i can go up to space (laughs) just for because i'm a special little boy i I think that we should expound that much oh my god (laughs) energy just to put me into space for a few minutes um yeah no i it it really does look good i'm uh i'm definitely gonna check that out how is how is the i mean obviously without spoiling because i haven't seen it yet and i'm sure most a lot of our audience hasn't how is uh uh, the riddler and and, uh, paul dano i mean Paul Dano just plays Paul Dano in every movie. Yeah. It's just that Paul Dano is perfectly is perfectly suited to play th- that character because That's creep. Like, yeah, I mean, like if you just think of every time you've seen Paul Dano, you know, in like Prisoners or There Will Be Blood, like he's always played a little fucking creep, right? He's, <laughs> just, he just looks like a fucking creep. Yeah, you know, it's, it's and he gets to he gets to... to have his same haircut in every movie. He's like, nope, this is the only haircut Paul Dano's coming on the set with is this right. haircut. So, uh, and yeah, and he's, you know, it's not like, it's not like Bane where he's a big fucking strong guy. He's just really fucking smart and he's good at like creating these puzzles. Uh, and, and the, one of the great parts of the film is like, like Batman doesn't always get it right. He doesn't always figure out the clues. Like there's other, right. he really has to work with other people. And there's a hilarious scene. So I'm sure you know, that, uh, Colin Farrell plays uh penguin in this movie under yes. just like, 
it, there's absurd just, just, prosthetics. Right. There's a hilarious scene where like one of the biggest clues that Commissioner Gordon and Batman are trying to solve, they they got it wrong, and the fucking penguin gets it, and he's like, "World's greatest detectives, what the fuck?" <laughs> like he, he's like mocking. It's a really, it's actually really. There are some really funny scenes in it too. Um, not like written as jokes, but just like the what's happened is like, oh, that's fucking hilarious. Um, this doesn't ruin anything really because you know uh-huh. you know that Batman works with the police sometimes and sometimes they're out to get him but there's this kind of a funny scene where um, like Commissioner Gordon suddenly realizes that like Batman's life is in danger from the police <laughs> mm-hmm. and he has to like come up with a way for Batman to escape <laughs> so like, it just does like, what, what he basically does is like just you know, like cartoonishly funny in a way uh-huh. but it's it's you'll you'll see it coming when it happens right right all right nice nice yeah all right awesome well um oh i should yeah, mention we, though as soon as yeah. i got home i started watching you know like breakdown videos and you know it was the top 80 easter eggs you missed but actually didn't miss and sure enough a video pops up it's fucking ben shapiro's review of the movie <laughs> who fucking hated it apparently <laughs> and i don't even know why because i didn't want to watch it long enough to find out why he hated it he just you know i was I, I watched the movie and it was okay but then the more i thought about it the angrier i got and i was just like oh my god it, and i'm sure it's he has some fucking lunatic reason that it's like i was gonna say did it have or something like I don't did know. it have any good pop well because it had a woman in it as like a co-lead so that was that that was a bridge too far I think. right right who wasn't so, white uh, a woman who wasn't white oh so. right of course so it was they were they were you know woke yeah. wokeifying uh cat woman wakanda's which, not a real place <laughs> remember that remember that yeah, shit yes. where he was yes, getting how's oh yeah no i'm sorry go ahead oh when he ben shapiro famously got very mad the new york times referred to wakanda in like the present tense and he's like wakanda it's not a real place and then right like, but he was tweeting about um battles taking place in game of thrones as though they were real like uh-huh. oh, i wonder what the difference between those movies was between black panther and game of thrones <laughs> right uh, i can't quite put my finger on it but um how also uh how was uh zoe kravitz as a uh, Catwoman? great she's a really great actor um i haven't seen her in a lot like she's kind of in the backseat riding around in mad max fury road uh the whole time yeah. doesn't have a whole lot of lines but this is this is really good and it, yeah, it, she's really kind of like if anything like there's a big chunk of the movie she's not in and you're kind of like hey i haven't seen Catwoman for a while what's she been up to you kind of miss her um it's almost the reverse of uh dark knight rises where batman disappears for half the movie (laughs) (laughs) right and then just like kind of pops up and you're like how did you walk walk back from the desert like you had had no money and research whatever (laughs) anyway i I can't say enough (laughs) too about the camera work in this movie because it's it's like you know how uh you know chris Nolan likes to like lock down a camera to the side of a vehicle and like that just be like half the footage uh matt reeves does a bit of that too in this movie um but it has there is a car chase scene in this movie that's one of the best car chases i've seen in probably 10 years like like you have to do a lot with cars for me to be like fucking impressed because you know i hate cars (laughs) right right and just like the you know muscle car culture and all that fucking fast and furious bullshit and uh the 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 batmobile in this movie terrified me like not in like a you know bad way but like holy shit <laughs> like, right. you better fucking run from this car <laughs> right right uh so yeah great great car <laughs> just make it a tesla in the next movie that'll really fucking <laughs> yeah. make everyone shit their it, pants like you do not want to get in front of the batmobile motherfucker fucking elon, elon musk's gonna come out with a fucking tesla with a rocket engine in the back of it and just be like fuck <laughs> it put spacex on the back of this car i already lost oh, a car man. into space it makes sense 
Uh, but by the way, Zoe Kravitz and Lisa Bonet, I mean, w- just maybe the most incredible mother daughter combo in, 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 in Hollywood history. Just, just for, for, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, look like, they look like they're sisters, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Well, also throwing a little bit of rock star jeans, too. So it doesn't hurt. Right. 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 Yeah. The, yeah. Incredibly uh, attractive couple. Weird uh, how my, yeah. my two hot parents had a baby and I'm hot, too. I don't. <laughs> right. Right. <proud> that. <laughs> <laughs> right jesus christ um all right well let's get into the ukraine because obviously that's all that's happening this week uh not much else is happening you know the biden got his wish and this is distracting from pretty much everything else that he failed to deliver on um in terms of his legislative agenda you know obviously none of his state of the union um which you know we briefly mentioned last week but it was completely non-news you know worthy and it, it even us like who we watched it barely you know made a passing mention of it because it was just so uh uneventful um because he really had nothing to talk about outside of the the russia ukraine situation yeah um and you know like we said we we knew he was you know having anthony blinken the the fucking bloodthirsty maniac secretary of state uh you know saber rattling uh with with russia using nato because he wanted to make it very clear to putin that they were imminently going to you know uh escalate the conflict and i think you know we talked about how putin in some ways made the only move that he probably thought he could make at the time and you know it's just that I, i i truly believe that a lot of this has to do with the fact that biden's you know completely cratering in his approval ratings he had nothing else to boost his uh chances and boost the democrats chances you know come the midterms so he he you know kind of just helped escalate the the tension here and and you know we talked about how irresponsible it is and we're going to get into a lot of irresponsibility in the media on this episode uh as well as a lot of just you know i i don't don't know if it's lack of research or just you know like just boldly flying it in our faces at this point but um people can just not people cannot stop sharing um ukrainian pro-ukrainian propaganda that just happens to feature uh nazi soldiers it it seems to be every it's, it's hilarious it's because it's like every today today nato tweeted out for international women's day a picture of a woman with a fucking with a not just a nazi insignia an insignia used by hitler's ss yeah, the right sector is is is, is the uh, the current organization using it, but it was a, um, uh, yeah, it was, it was it was a neo-Nazi, you know, SS fucking uh, uh, sim, you know, symbol, symbiot symbology or whatever. It, and, it, and then just, and then they deleted it. NATO, the official NATO Twitter <laughs> account, deleted the, the fucking account. tweet because they got fucking just buried in the in the QTs. Um, you know it's funny in that tweet it's not like it's four pictures of people and the only one with a photo of a woman a female soldier it's she's the only female soldier in the frame the other three pictures are like a doctor and like people making clothes and like a woman walking with her kids and then the top left is the picture of the female soldier and she's the only one visible and dead center of her chest is this fucking right right sector patch it's it's unreal you you can't find pictures of soldiers in ukraine without nazi regalia and we keep being told that oh no it's just a small amount it's just just a small amount of nazis like really just one battalion of 400 people it's It's, that's all why can't you find any pictures of any ukrainian soldiers without fucking with with nazi regalia 
you know, and, and it's it's hilarious because it's I said a tweet here I was just gonna read. Um, so it's a tweet of a picture of um, a shipment of analog grenade launchers and instructors from NATO countries have arrived in uh, Kharkiv. The Azov regiment was the first to learn about the new weaponry. So <laughs> somebody commented here, went from there's no Nazis to the Nazis are good. And here's photos of us arming and training them real quick. <laughs> and I yeah, just, no, the, Az- <laughs> the Azov battalion is the like known neo-Nazi, like acknowledged neo-Nazi battalion in the Ukrainian army. But like we said, there, every fucking conceivable battalion in this Ukrainian army seems to have a bunch of uh, neo-Nazis in it because they all are wearing these fucking, you know, far right, you know, uh, uh, neo-Nazi patches and insignias like they all fucking have them. It seems like. Right. And, and I, I've been posting this shit on Facebook and, in, in you know, in groups. And, uh, you know, anytime I see somebody post to Ukrainian, you know, I stand with Ukraine bullshit. I'm just like, watch, I'm going to post something about how they're fucking Nazis. And the response is from this liberal is going to be, well, it's not that many Nazis. Like, seriously. <laughs> right, right, right. It, it's, Which, again. It's just like basically, well, it's not all cops. That's the same fucking logic. It's right. the same fucking logic. And do, right. they, do they realize, do they realize that when they're arguing for arming Nazis in Ukraine, that they are justifying Vladimir Putin's reason for invading in the first place? Right. And, and and see, and this is the other thing. So there are people like, oh, well, he's lying about, you know, de- the, the reason being denazification. Yeah, he probably is lying. The reason he went in is because he felt imminently threatened by NATO constant, you know, constantly threatening him. Um, but that doesn't mean you should prove his fucking point right by doing everything you can to, like you said, arm and train the fucking Nazis within the Ukrainian military, which, by the way, seems to be a lot more than four to six hundred fucking soldiers in one battalion. It seems like every fucking propaganda photo, you know, you saw the picture of, oh, well, look at this, this, this brave Ukrainian soldier saved 15 cats from from you know rubble the other day <laughs> dead center fucking you know uh, right right sector patch i mean it's it's just unreal they can't fucking find a propaganda picture to the point where i almost have to think that they're doing it on purpose because I, how no or the, yeah, they- exactly exactly they're trying to normalize it they're trying to normalize right. nazis because they hate putin because putin gave us trump and eventually someday this is how they're going to rationalize same thing that how they hate ralph nader but now they love george bush they're going to eventually rehab Trump somehow and be like, well, you know, this and that, but at least he was a billionaire who loved his country. And, but they'll still hate Putin for and they won't like, they won't remember why. <laughs> right. Right. And see, and this is the other thing is like, you know, the reason I always say like, it's total bullshit to just say it's one battalion, the entire fucking, you know, the coup, the 2014 coup that we've discussed at length on this podcast was what led by the far right, you know, sectors of, of, you know, the military. And it was a bunch of fucking neo-Nazis that were integral in the coup that, that took out the, uh, you know, Russian friendly, a democratically elected president of, of Ukraine and put in the, the puppet fucking, you know, president that, that we had put in at the time. And it, it's not a fucking coincidence that the, the, entire fucking paramilitary structure of the ukrainian government is littered with neo-nazis like this is not a fucking accident this is by design it's they you know they use the azov battalion to be like oh well it's just that one you know group but no it's it's a probably i I bet if you really like took an honest poll of the ukrainian military it's probably close to 50 percent of the fucking ukrainian military because first of all 
you know, they're in the military. So first of all, you already know that they have right wing fascist, you know, fascistic tendencies. But um, I seemingly like I'm I'm actually shocked by how many fucking, you know, photos of different, you know, allegedly different battalions in the Ukraine all are wearing these fucking different Nazi insignias. And I'm learning about new ones every day. And I'm like, oh, that's oh, another one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, now now we've also got hundreds of troops uh coming into ukraine to fight against russia uh from al-qaeda oh yeah I saw that. did you see that today <laughs> they're, they're fucking flying jihadis in like to, to fucking it's it's like, just and this is i didn't i didn't really quite we, get this we last are. week like, but it, i mean it's just, just like when you want people to fight a war you know when you have to pay someone to fight a war like who who do you recruit from the furthest right-wing extremist people who want to play with guns that's mm-hmm. the, and they exist in every country, right? And that's and then you arm them, and it's like, oh, how come the, how come this terrorist group came to power? Well, we gave them all the weapons and training they wanted. So well, and they're <laughs> and they're and they're taking fucking American right wing lunatics there too, like that. The, you know, the Ukrainian right. uh, army put out a call for I, f- <laughs> I forget the term they use, but they're actually literally accepting. You know, basically, the, you know, the fucking like. <laughs> I mean, just just the irony that all of the all like the 2003, you know, put a boot up their ass. Republicans are going to be fighting alongside Al Qaeda in Ukraine. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking hilarious to me. I saw a really funny picture from um, I think it was like a still from It's Always Sunny of like uh charlie and mac catching each other's eyes from across a restaurant where they're not seated together <laughs> it's like uh, al-qaeda and and maga guys you know catching sight of each other it's, when they it's show like the lord of the training. rings it would be the lord of the rings meme i swear um <laughs> so i had a whole th- a whole thread uh here of uh i'm not gonna read all this because it's it's kind of disjointed but uh the, the people who are saying well they're just trying to say there's nazis there because it's you know russian propaganda uh, right. the, the Western media has been warning about the rise of fascism in Ukraine for a decade now. Right. And so you, you can't say that, you know, Western media sources uh, are somehow influenced by Russian propaganda. But just a quick rundown through some of these headlines. This is um, Union Info headline Zelensky on Bandera. Ukrainians should praise him, but also other modern day heroes. This was this was the guy who in World War II uh, had tens of thousands of Jews slaughtered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actual Nazi. Um, HRW.org, Ukraine uh, investigate Putin uh, punish hate crimes. This is leading up to Russian invasion. Uh, let's see. I don't recognize this source. I'm going to skip that one. Basically, the headline here was a death toll up to thirteen thousand in the Ukraine. Uh, conflicts as UN rights council. This is again before Russia's invasion. This conflict has been going on there for almost a decade now before Russia well, got Ukraine, involved. Right, the Ukrainian military has been shelling the the quote-unquote separatist regions who didn't want to accept the coup government that did, right. that NATO installed in 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 the Donbass region, which is the the you know the region that Putin, you know, recognized and is now kind of, you know, protecting more or less with this invasion uh but they've been they've been shelling them the ukrainian military and the azov battalion in particular uh, has been shelling them since 2014 so there's an article from headline from 2019 ukraine's far right is growing increasingly violent why aren't local jews concerned this is from uh haretz 
which is one of the most far right <laughs> Zionist right. newspapers. Extremely you can find. Zionist newspaper. <laughs> and even know. they were concerned about the right wing uh, direction in Ukraine. Uh, oh, Washington Post, another uh, Russian influenced media site. Um, let's see. Uh, describes the important role that far right groups play in attacking Russian separatists, probably encouraging that from Washington Post, but still admitting that it's happening. Right. Um, Let's see. I don't know if there's any other important ones here. Oh, even even Bellingcat, the CIA front, wow. uh, described <laughs> the far right uh, rise in Ukraine as worrisome, something that could go Damn. out of control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna throw as many uh, weapons and 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 you know funds at it as we can, see what happens. Yeah. Well, we'll so. just we'll worry about their ideology later after we beat the Russians. <laughs> Right. That that was like an internal CIA memo that they accidentally published as a doc, as like a fucking article. They're like, hey, you know, we're totally like supporting these guys. And I mean, we should probably worry about what's going to happen in the future. But, you know. Oh, yeah. The headline here just, from just Belling. Just keep it in mind. There's... The headline from Bellingcat, like it, it reads a little funny. Uh, Ukrainian far right extremists receive state funds to teach patriotism. <laughs> like yeah you know they're far right extremists but they love their country so you right, know I'm let's, sure give, brand let's of give them some guns super healthy and uh <laughs> inclusive oh my god yeah and, and then and then it's it's like it, these people these fucking liberal lovers of of ukraine who have no historical sense of what's happening uh saw pictures on twitter yesterday of ukrainians putting russian written books into piles to burn them and each one of these tweets i'm going to read only part of their tweet for three different individuals each one of them had a ukraine flag in their uh in their little handle first one i never support burning books but But, generally i think that book burning is appalling but i'm not a big fan of burning books but so right. each one of these people clearly liberal and is agreeing with burning books like the Nazis did in you in Germany. Now rationalizing why it's okay to do that with the rise of Nazis in the Ukraine. By the way, they were mostly uh, old books, uh, old communist books, like the from you know when when Ukraine right. was communist. Uh, it's not even like they're modern day Russian, you know. Uh, like it, yeah, right. So it's 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 very clear whose side you're standing on if you're uh, standing against the communists from Russia. Uh, yeah, there, there there was you know there's, there's historical precedents there. Let's just say, yeah. I mean, the only books um, that they should be going to be burned are like. Anything by J.K. Rowling. I was going to say, sorry. right? I finally agree with the far right lunatics who are burning the the Harry Potter books back in the early 2000s. Exactly. <laughs> like, how did we? You know, who thought we'd wind up here? Certainly not me. Um, I just, no. I just hate Harry Potter. Like, I was already an adult when all that shit came out. But like, right? You see, you were you were immune to the right. Right. Yeah, but you, I would you, see other adults reading it. I was like, you know, those are for kids, right? Those are like right. like young, you know, YA. Uh, uh, young. I was like ten, I think, when the first book came out. So I was unfortunately right in the kind of wheelhouse, and I read them all. Oh god! You know, as they came out, and obviously, I think if I went back and tried to read them now, I'd be like, "Wow, this is." Uh, yeah, and I would see like little kids dressing awful. up as as that, and I was like, "This is child abuse at this point." <laughs> this is. This is. Would you see? She had a whole new, fresh string of uh, turfy bullshit today because it's International Women's Day. Oh, nice. No, I didn't see that because I don't hate myself that much. But right. uh, do, do you have any any choice quotes? 
No, I, I didn't even want to fucking give air to her bullshit. But, you know, the, the, just the usual, you know, I think that people should, you know, they could do whatever they please as long as they, you know, the, the usual fucking bigoted bullshit that she always uh, puts out there for no reason. Like, she's a billionaire. You can just sit in your fucking castle and, you know, never come out and, and shut the fuck up. But she insists on thinking that she has an important voice and she use, loves to use her important voice for... Uh, just needless bigotry of like one of the most you know fucking attacked uh, groups in in the world, but you know it's, it's whatever. Something about like UK turfism is is like it's there's a special quality to it, and you see it like in Australia turfs too, where it's like they think that like having a uterus and ovaries has some like mystical power, right? right. And that's the thing that like unites women. And if like a, a trans woman doesn't have that, they're they're not mystical <laughs> right? right and it's it's just it's like once you kind of scratch into the what their ideology really is you're like what other crazy shit do you believe other than that you know trans people don't exist right. uh so awful but um yeah so i, I have another quote uh, another tweet by the way of, of just people being psychotic um i don't know if you saw this tweet today it was from uh, at world travel diva uh her name is nikki smith and she tweeted out uh, she she tweeted an MSN article that said uh, the the headline was vaccine delivery canceled to country that did not condemn Russia, and her tweet was boom Lithuania has canceled a planned shipment of four hundred and forty thousand COVID nineteen vaccines to Bangladesh, which I just should point out is one of the poorest countries in the world. Uh, after that country refused to join other nations at the UN in condemning Russia for its invasion of the of Ukraine. Uh, actions meet consequences winky face hashtag stand with ukraine and this so, is the same pe people who last week would tweet uh draft the unvaccinated are, right. are now cheering that poor people won't get to have vaccines right not even like, because they're providing like you know support for 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 russia or you know funding or military support they can't afford to do any of those things um they literally just wouldn't sign on to a condemnation because they there didn't, was yeah know. there was thirty five countries who refused to sign on to it, and right. there was only like five that condemned it outright, um, and I think they may have been one of them. But like if if you're abstaining from that, that's thirty five countries out of how many do we have total? Like almost two hundred countries. Like that's like two hundred and fifty. I could be wrong, but yeah, it's it's over. Yeah, two something or, or close to two. Yeah. So just again, terrible, terrible, terrible people. Um, and I saw by the way, her, well, her bio, let me read you her bio real quick. Cause it's, it's, it's somebody was like, this person has probably grown in a lab to like, like, there's no way this is a real person, but it does seem to be a real person since they've been on Twitter since 2009, uh, tree hugging, granola crunching, whale saving ACLU card carrying liberal Democrat, world traveler, tennis fanatic, animal lover, political junkie and activist location metro washington dc united states yeah that's a dating profile right there that's like please i'm so alone in the world why won't somebody fuck me here's all the things i'm interested in please oh, please hit I mean, my inbox um yeah psycho i mean jesus christ but yeah. so this morning i first headline i see uh was terrifying and it's exactly what these lunatics are calling for See headline: Ukraine to receive NATO fighter jets. Aircraft deal with Poland threatens new escalation in war. Uh, Polish MIG twenty nine fighter jets, um, thirty of them, uh, were going to be sent to a NATO base in Germany and then flown into Ukraine, and that would basically mean the beginning of actual World War Three. 
is what that yeah, would mean. That would be NATO direct directly involving themselves in the conflict. Yeah. Yeah. Now, fortunately, uh, a couple hours later, the people at the Pentagon who actually understand the real what's really at stake here said, uh, no, we're not going to do that. So I wanted to right. read the actual statement from the Pentagon. Uh, I don't I don't often get excited reading something put out by the Pentagon, but this was like a moment of like, thank God it's not the fucking TV reporters and the pundits and these fucking Twitter liberals in charge of shit, because we really would have World War Three. So this was um Statement put out by Pentagon Press Secretary John F. Kirby uh, says here, we are now in contact with Polish government, uh, the Polish government following the statement issued today. As we have said, the decision about whether to transfer Polish owned planes to Ukraine is ultimately one for the Polish government. We will continue consulting with our allies and partners about our ongoing security assistance to Ukraine because, in fact, Poland's proposal shows just some of the complexities this issue presents. The prospect of fighter jets at the disposal of the government of the United States of America departing from a U.S. NATO base in Germany uh, being flown into airspace that is contested with Russia over Ukraine raises serious concerns for the entire NATO alliance. It is simply not clear to us that there is a substantive rationale for it. We will continue to consult with our Poland, uh, with Poland and our other NATO allies about this issue and the difficult logistical challenges it presents, but we do not believe... Poland's proposal is a tenable one. Well, I really hope that they don't just go and do it on their own because Poland is a part of NATO. And if they do do that, that's a major, I mean, major fucking escalation. They, they should have never just... been allowed into NATO in the first place. Well, I mean, Poland and Ukraine border each other. Why would you fly into Germany and then to Ukraine unless you wanted to make it explicit that this was NATO doing right. it? It makes no sense, right? So they just wanted to be like, hey, we want to chip in, but uh, we don't want to do it alone. We want NATO to co-sign this, right? And the Pentagon's basically saying, well, we run NATO, so no fucking way. We're not doing that. (laughs) So Because it's like they've been bombing, uh, you know, second world Arab nations into third world nations for so long. They don't remember, like, what a, a real other army war would be like between two superpowers. Right. They have no, they, there's, right. there's a reason I, why we haven't done a war like that in 75 years, because there's a real fucking cost to us. <laughs> right. And, and I mean, that's, you know, I, it's just so funny to me that liberals can look at this and say, oh yeah, we totally should, should uh, be on the side of NATO, or excuse me, of uh, Poland and Germany in their conflict with Russia and just see no problematic implications or historical implications from you know, supporting that sort of a situation. But the, I mean, we talked about last week how Poland um, was admitted to NATO in 99, which was, you know, probably the most aggressive um, act that, that, you know, was put forth by NATO. It's, it, it's the most, you know, in your face act of aggression against Russia. Uh, you know, when Bill Clinton made this whole big fucking ceremony out of, letting uh you know some of the the eastern bloc countries into nato in 99 and it's just like this is the reason you don't do it because now it's fucking literally you know you know miles apart from each other and who knows what the fuck's gonna happen like who knows if poland will decide to do it on their own you know just because they do feel they'll feel threatened like having you know a a russian controlled ukraine you know on their border it's very Yeah, it's, I it's mean, if really anybody if idea. anybody had reason to have beef with Russia and join NATO, it is Poland. You got to admit that. But still, um, to to take that step 
you know, eight years after the fall of the Soviet Union? Like, what do you like? Were they were they amassing troops on your border to take you back? Were they going to put the Iron Curtain back up? Like, it, it certainly doesn't look like it. <laughs> right. So a needless provocation, indeed. Um yeah, it's just it just blows my mind that like I'm uh, like the, the, the liberals are rooting for World War Three, and it's the people who are, you know the bloodlusty Pentagon who's like, yeah, actually no, we probably shouldn't do that. Like it's just like what world do we fucking live in now politically, people? Well, I mean, that, so honestly, and again, I I I also never want to praise anybody that works in the military industrial complex, but there are enough people there who aren't dumb enough to 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 like you know this was the big thing that we were talking about how you know biden's team are are just probably the like the worst possible people we could have in office at this moment that that collection of fucking flunkies the near attendants of the world who just know nothing about anything and just make the worst fucking policy decisions at every turn um are the worst people to be in charge of this situation right now i mean i think luckily i can i can't i can't believe i'm saying this there are enough cool heads <laughs> at the pentagon to know that this is a really bad fucking idea and that we shouldn't go through yeah. with that well there is something to be said for working in the same job for a long time to become an expert in what you're doing as opposed to somebody who is only thinking in you know two-year cycles of employment Right. right. They're like, we, we, we want to keep our, the money flowing. Like, we'll we'll totally back all these little fucking proxy wars in, in Africa and, in, you know, the fucking right. North Africa. But no, we're not we, going to actually. Not, I mean, to- once you once you get nuclear weapons, then you're off our shit list. That's just the way it is. <laughs> like, right. once you have nukes, America can't fuck with you anymore because right. you might be crazy enough to fucking do to us what we did to you. Right. right. And imagine being dumb enough to give us your fucking nukes like, you know. Gaddafi, you know, tried to do a lot of good things. Not a smart move to give us fucking nukes. Like, I don't know. Give no. us your fucking nukes. I don't know what. What's, what it's like. Literally, it's like the worst thing you can do is to trust a bully <laughs> to not bully you, <laughs> right? Right. Right. Um, that was. It's literally like you know the vampire at your door and being like, no, d- just invite me in. I, I'll, I'll leave you alone. I'll just met. I'll just get everyone else in the house. And you're like, oh yeah, sure. All right. Seems like a nice guy. <laughs> Oh, and did you see the tweet from oh, everyone's favorite fucking Twitter liberal, Patricia Arquette, yesterday? <laughs> what, the, 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 the kick Russia out of NATO tweet? Oh, my God. It's a shame because I was just watching Bringing Out the Dead last night. Uh, it was the first time I'd watched it in like 15 years. And it's probably in my top three best uh, Martin Scorsese films. And it you know it came out like 1999, like the year that like so many great films flight club being john malkovich came out and it's it's just as good as not better than i remember amazing soundtrack as you would expect um but she's in it she's great in it you know she kind of plays like a lonely sad former drug addict which you know like you don't need a lot of acting range for that but she you know it's just it's like you watch her and you feel this emotion for her and then you remember that like in real life she's just she's like just the lunatic. worst person politically on twitter she, <laughs> uh, yeah, one of the worst yeah. No, I know, and she no, she's a very good actress. It's a, it's a shame because she is a fucking psychopath. I, I think, unfortunately, in that family, there's a lot of you know, yeah. <laughs> like David's the least crazy one. He's because he's just a fucking doofus, like who you know does kind of like goofy, endearing roles every once in a while. Yeah, well, I I, I was looking at because uh, I look, you know, you you watch a movie of somebody that was done. 22 years ago 23 years ago and like you you forget that like they're not young anymore but you know there's yeah. there's people who are aging differently and i looked at a picture of her recently and i was like oh my god hate ages you and i she looks 
not good. Like just way too many age lines are on her eyes and not to, you know, knock her for that. But like, I looked up how old she is. She's only 53. Damn. And I was like, you, she looks like she's 73 and compare like, you know, I mean, there's, there's, there's a, a chemical reason for this, but like you look at Salma Hayek, who's also 53 and you would never guess. Right. <laughs> right? right. Uh, and, and yeah, I just think that like, hate hate ages people, like the people oh, yeah. that are really hateful are just like, angry and stressed out all the time which definitely can age you prematurely for sure and i you know and it's also like a hollywood thing like a lot of them are just fit like on fillers like up to their eyeballs but uh i was actually watching just tangentially related because we were talking about uh patricia arquette i was watching uh scream the new scream movie scream it's just called scream but it's scream five but uh and david arquette's in that uh, but like the two female leads, Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox, like Courtney Cox looks like, and I'm, again, I'm not trying to talk about people a little bit, but she's, you know, like her face doesn't move anymore. She's had so many, you know, Botox, like, oh yeah, inje- it's just real fucking weird. And Nev Campbell is like totally natural and still looks incredible. Still looks the way she looked, you know, and, and, you know, maybe not 1994, but or 1996, but like in, you know, early two thousands for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, really good movie, by the way, for anyone who liked the first one. Very good. I but, mean, uh, and then like Daniel Day, Daniel Day Lewis too. He he looks like he's been thirty five his entire life. <laughs> right? Have you ever seen a young Daniel Day Lewis? No. Have you ever seen an old Daniel Day Lewis? No. That man's just been thirty five is forever. Yeah, <laughs> Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt too is age really fucking I, and i don't think he's had like too much work that you know he just he obviously has like a, enough means to take care of himself you know health wise but like he just he, he ages like a like a classic like a steve mcqueen hollywood yeah you know, yeah yeah well there's, there's certain people that like it doesn't matter what happens to their skin they just have such perfect proportions to their mm-hmm. face that if that never changes right. they're gonna hold on to those looks forever right. right and they're just like i'm some people have that some people don't um but Leo, you know, Leo looks a little, little leathery. But I mean, that's just because he sits in the sun all day. Well, he also has yeah. an extremely Leo DiCaprio has, a, has an extremely expressive face, right? And when right. you like, he's got like a like a vertical line in his forehead, but from like when he squints, there's like mm-hmm. a crease that happens, gets right there. It's a, it's a very it's an acting tick of his. Like, uh, you yeah. Know. Well, I think it's just what he what he does in in real life because you get certain lines from repetitively you know scrunching that skin together until it, it mm-hmm. creates a crease there, and then that's an age line. Uh, but I've sort of got like the same thing from like you know like when I'm reading or analyzing something or just like interested. Like I'll, I'll realize I'm squinting when I'm right. reading it, and it's just it's not like a thing I'm aware of. But eventually, it's like left a little line on my forehead. Uh, and I just had a birthday recently, so I'm kind of, you know, extra, um, aware of such things lately. So <laughs> I'm thinking I'm, about your mortality. Lately. Yeah. You know, you get to a certain age and you start counting up the years <clears throat> and you're like, have I lived more than half of my life yet? Damn. And once I, you kind of like, once you, 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 once you do the math, yeah. once you do the math and figure out how many, like how long you would have to live to, uh to to realize if you're halfway through that point right. and you start those like the you know just doubling your age and how old that you would be right and then you think about that and you're like i hope i'm gonna have to live a really long time just to be at the halfway point right now right <laughs> it's kind of a scary I, don't know, I don't know that i want to live to that point you know that, that age yeah but i also don't want to you know realize that yeah like when you for, when you actually realize what middle age is like how young 
middle-aged is uh, on a long enough timeline it's it's not you think of middle age as like 55 60 up there it's not you like if you really look at your average lifespan your middle age is your late 30s to early 40s that's yeah, kind of scary wow. when you put it like depressing. that <laughs> <laughs> that's really fucking depressing so if the nukes don't oh, get God. you old age certainly will time is and, the killer and so and me and i'm sure the majority of the people listening to this podcast are gonna work until we're dead pretty much uh considering the, <laughs> yeah. the fact that pensions don't exist anymore and retirement doesn't really exist unless you work for like one of you know 300 companies that happen to have those benefits and even yeah. if you do they're all in the stock market so when they decide to fucking crash it again so that they can restart their cycle hopefully that's not when you're trying to retire hopefully right. you get out at the right time well and that's why i always tell people like don't like if you if you're out of work for a while like don't feel bad about that don't feel like you're not contributing you're living your life for you your existence is not defined by your fucking employment no. right and your, your labor is not defined by working for somebody else Right. right. And, and then, you know, when you go into an interview of interest someday and they go, hey, what's what's up with this gap on your resume? It's like, gee, I don't know. What's up with this uh, gap in your staffing? <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. What, what are your uh, what are your, um, you know, credentials? Who's who's, you know, show me some some of your good reviews on Yelp for this company for why I should come work here. Right. Yeah. It's just I've always hated how one sided interview process is where it's, it's like it's convince us to hire it's you. It's horrible. like can convince me to want to work here. Convince me why I want to like spend most of my waking life here. Like what you know <laughs> like why why would I want to do that? Like what what are you offering me besides like maybe decent money, but maybe not well, like yeah, we just had such a parasitic relationship with labor and capital for so long that people go into interviews feeling like the are lowly and right. there's th that power dynamic is always hanging over everything. And I love that, you know, since the, <laughs> apparently we all got rich from uh, COVID relief money. Now, now, now there is a, you know, we, we read a bunch of them a few months ago, all the headlines trying to uh, say how awful it is that there is this labor shortage <laughs> when nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, you know, and they're, they're like trying to convince us that, you know, that, that, the workers don't matter. It's the the employers holding the society together and everyone needs to go back, do the part, get back to work. It's like, no, that's that's not how this works. <laughs> if you no, you, you want you yeah, downsized right. us for 40 fucking years and now you're fucking eating shit for it. So like if you if you are going into an interview, you or me or anybody, you know, just remember that they need you a lot more than you need them. Right. Yeah. And if, if you don't like how they're treating you if you, they're trying to make you feel like inferior just get up and leave just walk out <laughs> fuck them yeah, absolutely absolutely you don't, know, don't not... ever feel like they you know are are the one offering you something that you have to beg for right and that's of course a totally hypothetical situation that we're talking about in my particular case not at all something uh that's gonna <laughs> yeah. happen uh tomorrow or anything but yeah so um <laughs> no but well, uh, i'm glad i could give you a little pep talk there buddy <laughs> <laughs> no but and, and honestly, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, listening to this, even if you're not like a big Redditor, if you're not on Reddit that much, should absolutely go and like follow or join or whatever the fuck the term is, uh, the the R slash anti work Reddit, because it's it's really just really heartening to to just read a bunch of stories of people. And, and look, like most of the mods and, you know, people who are frequent users on there are like us. They're communists. They're socialists. They're you know anarcho whatever they're 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 so like reddit's they're, not just guys from 4chan anymore it's it's 
no wrong? no there's a there's a big so there, yeah there's a lot of you know communists and and people on Reddit. it's it's everyone's on Reddit. you know a set a, a good sampling of everyone is on Reddit. i shouldn't say everyone's on Reddit, but um but it's a great board to because you know it, it gets it's just so funny because it's it's the kind of thing that pe- drives people who watch fox news in like out of their fucking minds so they would do they do like whole segments on fox news about this board of like people on reddit and they interview like moderators from it's so fucking funny but (laughs) it's also this great place to radicalize just your everyday fucking wage workers who have no you know fundamental understanding of communist theory or of of, you know just of actually the fact that capitalism is is behind most of the things that are ailing them in in their lives and the way that our lives are structured um and and it's great to see people kind of like sharing their stories about that and using that to boost everyone else to be like you don't need to fucking take this there's a better way like you're not you know you're more than your job stuff like that it's a real it's actually a really cool positive place that'll also have a ton of stories that'll make you just want to fucking you know stab somebody because it's all like oh this is what happened at my job you know blah 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 but it makes you realize you're not alone in being miserable at your fucking wage slave job because we are all fucking miserable at our wage slave jobs that we have to do to fucking survive yeah. and it, you know again it, none of us would fucking do, and and then you get like the the fucking capitalists who go on there and they're like well you know we're all gonna have to work guys i mean you know it's just we're just looking for better wages it's like fuck off like you know like don't don't bring that bullshit over here like yeah we're all gonna have to contribute to society that doesn't mean we have to work at a place like spend eight out you know we're all going to be we, we like in, in a in an ideal communist society we'd all have you know specific functions or a lot of us would have specific functions but they're not things that we're arbitrarily required to go you know stay at a place for eight hours for and then you know be you know under a fucking supervisor who like makes sure that you're you know that your tie's straight enough and all that you know that all that horse shit would be completely done away with in an ideal uh society but anyway right. you know that's that's just a super uh big tangent but let's get back to the russia uh stuff because we do have a couple of i have a clip a couple of clips actually i want to play um, yes yes the clips and we were uh talking about uh you know just how bloodthirsty the fucking media is and how stupid they are in a lot of cases and in, in what they advocate for and i think you know we've talked about him before but I, I there may not be a stupider anchor on on national news than chuck todd like he's just really a dumb guy like just legitimately not like oh he's got you know washington brain like he just does not seem all that intelligent it, ever you remember like, the guy the before questions. him remember the guy before him was was he did he take over ryan williams or who did he take over for i don't remember no it was a guy who died i can't remember his name now <clears throat> oh was was that ed schultz no no um i don't remember i can't remember the guy's name but he he was a smart guy he wasn't prone to all the just like political idiocy of chuck todd um and chuck todd always kind of like like frames it as though like well i i know the answer but i'm just asking what our viewers would probably think it's like david gregory yeah yeah that guy was um not as dumb right so he's he's asking dumb questions on behalf of dumb dumb people instead of asking intelligent questions to make his dumb viewers not be so dumb anymore right right so (laughs) yeah and i actually tell it the way he frames this shit too so yeah roll roll that clip and roll uh laugh at chuck todd yeah so here's a clip of chuck todd and he has anthony blinken on the the bloodthirsty secretary of state who has never met a 
a conflict he doesn't want to escalate and just listen to Anthony Blinken, like be like taken aback by how stupid and, and aggressive Chuck Todd's uh, rhetoric is. Uh, why rule out the no-fly zone? Why not make Putin think it's possible? First, uh, again, uh, my admiration for President Zelensky has no bounds. And if I were in his shoes, um, I'd be asking and looking for everything possible from everyone in every place uh, around the world. And as I said, what we've already done uh, is extraordinary. And, and just to remind people, uh, over the past year alone, uh, from the United States alone, more than a billion dollars in security assistance, lethal defensive weapons that are being put to uh, very effective service by right. Ukrainians now in, in defense of their country, um, and other measures that uh, uh, we're looking at going forward. Just in the last week alone, Chuck, we have delivered uh, more than $200 million worth of security assistance uh, into the hands of Ukrainians. So yeah. all of that is ongoing, all of that's continuing. The president's been very clear about one thing all along as well, which is... We're not going to put uh, the United States in direct conflict uh, with Russia, uh, not have, uh, you know, American planes flying against Russian planes uh, or our soldiers on the ground in Ukraine, because for everything we're doing for Ukraine, the president also has a responsibility to not uh, get us into a direct conflict, a direct war with Russia, a nuclear power, and risk a war that expands even beyond Ukraine uh, to Europe. Uh, that's clearly not, not our interest. What we're trying to do is end this war in, uh, in Ukraine, not start a larger one. Let me ask you this. And, and <laughs> by the way, keep, keep in mind what, again, keep in mind what a no-fly zone, just, just so people understand, too, uh, what a no-fly zone means. It means that if you declare uh, a, a space uh, no-fly and a Russian plane flies through it, it means we have to shoot so it down. Dumb. Oh, that, that's what if you de If you declare space uh, no-fly... Uh, <laughs> It, Chuck Todd sounds like he's hosted an infomercial. It's just so it, it, dumb. Just the, the dumbest well, fucking thing. Well, what if I pitch it to you this way? Does it sound better if I say it? This, like, yeah. like, can you please? Like, like he thinks that, like a no-fly zone is just a fucking sticker you slap on a leaking tube to keep the water from. But like, no, that's not how it works. It, 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 no-fly zone means we are declaring aerial war against right. Russia. We are going <laughs> to enforce an, an, an aerial, you know, an, a, through aerial warfare, uh, aka shooting down planes. Uh, that you cannot, you know, fly, fly, you know, use aerial fucking right. bombardments anymore. Well, it's, in it's not like fucking Top Gun, where you can have a couple of, you know, plane skirmishes, drop a, you know, blow one out of the sky, and then there's not like massive geopolitical consequences. That's not how anything works in the real like, world. That's, I mean, I don't even know how we can get away with with providing weapons to Ukraine and not have that be a direct provocation of Russia. Like, how, it totally is. It totally <laughs> fucking is. But like, you know, again, this is the way we've just always operated with our proxies. And I think we're just really playing with fucking fire here because we're out of our depth here. Like this is not, this is not a conflict in, in the middle East. This is not a conflict conflict in Africa. This yeah. is a conflict with a country that could fucking wipe us off the face of the earth like that if they wanted to and, and and i'm old enough to remember when the you know the 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 rallying cry or the the accusation coming out of washington dc was that iran was arming the insurgency in iraq against us and that was tantamount to terrorism so right. it, why was that wrong when we invaded them but it's it's somehow not wrong when we do it when russia invades ukraine yeah it, no, it's it, just it's, it's like a completely different set of rules for these people's brains and i don't know how they fucking function from one day to the next but it's just like Chuck Todd is so fucking stupid. Like, how could you possibly be just advocating 
like the, the fucking secretary of state who, who has a significant sway of the, the, you know, over, over this decision to just to declare basically to, to, to declare world war three, because we're declaring war against Russia. If we, if we say to them, we're going to enforce a no fly zone, you but know, just, even the way Europe he fucking, says it, he, when he says like, why take a new fly zone off the table? Shouldn't Putin still think it's a possibility? It's just, it's this like, is, this is the problem with because them being he so hyperbolic. Because he knows it's not a fucking possibility. So, right. it, like, you just want to make that clear it's not a possibility in every term possible because, you know, like, you, you, you know that he knows it's not possible. So, <laughs> pretending is just like theater for idiots like Chuck Todd. Right, unless you you're so stupid that you get an administration in there who decides that it is something that they should explore, and then we're fucked. Like that's, and this is and this is actually the real the my real concern is that you do get a situation where, and I don't think Trump person like himself would do this because I you know like we said he, for all of his flaws, he does not seem to have a taste for escalating uh, global conflicts, uh, unlike almost everybody else in Washington, but. If you get like a generic Republican in there and you keep hammering in public, hey, we should institute no fly zone and it becomes, oh, well, the Democrats are weak. They don't want to institute no fly zone. That may become a default Russian uh, <laughs> a Republican talking point in, in, in the primaries is, hey, you know, if you elect us, we'll we'll be tough on Russia and we'll enforce a no fly zone and no no bullshit out of, uh, you know, like that's not something you want to keep putting into the fucking public discourse because the American public is even stupider than Chuck Todd. Like Chuck Todd is 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 actually not as dumb as most people when it comes to these situations. And I just really don't want that to become a part, part of the discourse. And, and we're going to talk about another idiot uh fucking probable probable cia spook who is also talking about instituting a no-fly zone um i actually have another clip that we could play but it, it's just it's really fucking bad that this is like the discourse right now that's that, i'm very concerned that's and, and it's saying. not just this guy uh whose name's um <clears throat> uh, what's his first name again it, it's gary kasparov famous the chess uh, guy yeah chess chess grandmaster um, uh all around prick anti-communist but you know, this so he's a lunatic right liquor. or at least he's good yeah. at portraying a lunatic um but just listen to how reuters um like frames this right uh, this, this is incredible yeah yeah absolutely so um it's the first stage of the World War Three. Russian human rights activist and former world chess champion Gary Kasparov on Thursday urged world powers to adopt a harsher military and economic strategy against Russian President Vladimir Putin for his invasion of Ukraine, so calling it nothing short of the first stage of World War Three. Is she reading it's to a room of children? Life. It's the first time in, in our history, in human history, we're watching war crimes on the industrial scale committed by Putin's criminal regime. It's the first stage of the World War III, and it's not war of our choosing. In an interview with Reuters, Kasparov called on Western countries to recall their ambassadors from Moscow, eject Russia from the global police agency Interpol, and impose a no-fly zone over Ukraine. Russia should be thrown back into Stone Age to make sure that oil and gas industry and any other sensitive industries that are vital for survival of Putin's regime cannot function without Western technological support. Kasparov, who spoke to Reuters from New York on Thursday, played an active role in the anti-Kremlin opposition protest movement when he lived in Moscow and in the years since has been an outspoken Putin critic. 
He told Reuters there could be no peace in the region until Putin is removed from power and took aim at U.S. President Joe Biden for not taking more aggressive action against the Russian leader earlier. I hope that Americans will, will, will revise uh, their strategy and will show strength. No, no, never in history, dictator was stopped by, by uh, restraint. Dictator already st- started um, uh, aggressive war, and he has committed war crimes beyond imagination. Sanctions so far imposed by the U.S. and other NATO countries have isolated Russia to an unprecedented extent for an economy of such size. Hundreds of Russian soldiers and Ukrainian civilians have been killed since Russian troops crossed the border on February 24th, and more than one million refugees have fled. So, so you, you <laughs> notice how at the, at the end, I mean, just the fact that they call him a human rights activist is hilarious. It's hilarious. Because, uh, as Adam H. Johnson put it out on Twitter, in a 2002 op-ed in the Wall Street Journal, Kasparov called for the U.S. to invade Iraq, Syria, and Iran— in 1991, during the run-up to the Gulf War, argued the U.S. should drop an atomic bomb on Baghdad. Oh, sure. Human well, rights activist. Human rights activist who wants to kill as many humans as possible. Uh, and continue. By the way, I, I don't know if you caught that one line that he said. He said, uh, never before in world history have war crimes been committed on an industrial scale. <laughs> I, I certainly can think of one particular time maybe involving some of the players in this current crisis where war crimes were, could, were, could, <laughs> were carried out on an industrial scale what you what know I, war crimes was he talking about the that yeah i, I don't even no, know I'm, and i'm sure look again like no i don't you know condone any military tactics by by any army because they they you know show very little regard for civilian life in almost every situation in every you know army and i'm sure russia has killed civilians you know they do seem to be targeting infra like like army infrastructure air bases communications towers um you know that doesn't mean that there won't be civilian casualties and that's why you know none of this should be happening but that's not you know like he, yeah again it's just you know this is again making everyone that we're opposed to seem like adolf hitler that's the the goal of you know like fucking noriega was our best friend until he stopped playing ball with the drug trade and then he became adolf hitler and we had to go in there and murder thousands of civilians to take him out like that's just it, it's just what we've done you know uh, since time immemorial in the united states is just you know everyone that we're opposed to is hitler and yeah that's pretty much so did you notice strategy. that the reuters uh reporter announcer there i mean not only is she like you know putting a lot of what i would consider comical uh affectation in her voice to like really mm-hmm. make it seem more dramatic like she's reading to you know a, a children's book to a room full of <laughs> kindergartners right but at the end there you notice how she said that you know so far hundreds of uh russian soldiers and ukrainian civilians have died like it, it, trying to frame it as just it's russia russia army versus ukraine citizens right right right, like, right i'm pretty sure was... there's a third party in there you're not mentioning like the nazi militias <laughs> right <laughs> Ran and luckily quite a few of them have died actually <laughs> somebody was too, some i saw somebody tweet out earlier you know oh the azov battalion's always 600 people and then someone else tweeted out not anymore it's not <laughs> <laughs> i saw that I which saw was that. great um but <laughs> it's like well no, how many I, were there when they when we started this thing <laughs> right yeah no i mean these people are fucking maniacs gary kasparov is is both a psychopath and a moron i mean it's just 
you know, he's also, by the way, the Ronda Rousey of chess. Like he was, you know, the best in the world until he got beaten once. And then he was a fuck, you know, a fucking shell of himself. Um, you know, he was the guy that like nobody could beat and he could beat a computer. And then one guy just ate his fucking lunch and he, and he's, never oh, yeah. really there is a the really sense. good documentary film about the guy that had the, uh, highest score in Donkey Kong for like 35 years mm-hmm. and like built a whole fucking like used car business or mattress, some something like that business out of his reputation that he had right. when he was, he got when he was a teenager. And so some other guy who was kind of like middle-aged, um, bought a actual Donkey Kong arcade game, put it in his garage, and just started playing it and beat his score. And w- and all these experts were like, there's no way, there's no way. So he videotaped himself doing it, and then they were like, holy shit, there's, there's, he's got to be cheating somebody. He's got, he must have altered the, the, you know, the game <laughs> itself. So ultimately, there was like a tournament to decide this, and the guy that had the, the former best score like, refused to play refused to play to have his to, to like defend his honor oh, and was man. like increasingly a bigger and bigger asshole about it and just like wouldn't you know wouldn't accept this other guy it was nicer and then like all the people that had sort of stand at this legend for all this time realized that the guy that just kind of like walked up and and beat his score was like a really nice guy <laughs> so like <laughs> like the, the personality dynamics were like completely right. uh you know he wasn't out to like That's ruin funny. this other guy's reputation he was just nice. like oh hey Maybe like you, Donkey Kong. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna put one in my put one in yeah. my garage. And, <laughs> and what do you know? I, I I beat the highest score that's ever been 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 whatever. And he's even like nice to the guy that had the other the score. He's like, oh man, I just right. you know really look up to you and everything. And he's guys just like wouldn't even shake his hand and all this shit. And it's all on film. It's this great documentary. Oh, that's really funny. I, I don't remember the name of it, but it's it's something you can probably Google it based on the information I gave there. But uh, yeah really that. that sounds really funny uh yeah. yeah it's weird people like are so fucking weird man like when they would especially people who are at the top of a particular industry or sport or game whatever it is like when they fall off they cannot handle be like I, I think that happened with that fucking kobayashi guy too the you know the the japanese guy who who could eat like a bazillion fucking nathan's hot dogs and then Ugh. that one like i know i do right <laughs> most i mean just if you watch it it's the most disgusting it'll make you never want to eat a hot dog again watch them like dip it in fucking water and then dip the butt it, it's disgusting Ugh, i don't yeah. even like i mean i love hot dogs but i would never want to see an image of myself eating one no uh, no and if you ever watch those contests it's the <laughs> grossest thing they're all like look like they're ready to puke every it's gross but anyway that so that guy who was like the competitive eating champion for years got beaten like one time by that guy joey chestnut and like it seemed like he fell off the face of the earth and he was like getting arrested trying to crash the hot dog con like it, it's just people cannot fucking handle not being seen as like this like unbeatable phenom anymore it's a real weird yeah, thing like well I, there are there's definitely some divas out there um i think it's you know it's it's great to see the opposite though like when somebody who has been the best uh, acknowledges like humbly that like they're not the best anymore. Um, right. I would, I would say uh, Serena Williams, great example of that. Uh, and he, and even like, you know, basically told the crowd to fuck off when they were booing the young woman, younger woman, I forget her name who beat her. And she was, she was like, do not boo. <laughs> like, wow. and yeah, it really, really powerful moment in tennis, but she, you know, even she, she came back and, um, you know, after almost dying, giving birth, uh, and played some of her best stuff, but she just kind of got to the point where she was like, look, I'm, you know, I've been the best for so long that like, it's, it's, I'm okay with, 
not being the greatest anymore. And I'm just going to, I'm not, not really going to play competitively anymore, which I is think, fine. Right. <laughs> you know, um, I think that would have happened with Jordan too. If he had not, he retired kind of still on top of his game, but if he'd hung around like to the point where like people like Kobe were passing him, I think he would have been real. He wouldn't have been magnanimous about it all. He was a fucking dick when it came to like competing. Oh, yeah. Like he was such an over competitive psychopath. Like his, he would his not have His fucking documentary well. was so illuminating to me. And you realize how much of these people's real personalities are hidden oh, yeah, by, by sure. the media to, for the sake of, you know, making more money. And so then you realize true. what a, what kind of a guy he really was in real life. And you're like, oh my God, I, I don't know if I respect him more or less now, but like I see a real I, I wouldn't want to be on his team, right? I certainly wouldn't want to be his teammate because he seems like a fucking tyrant. But yes, uh, yeah, no, it was just real funny. Uh, I, I watch, loved how much he swears though. Um, that was fun because I, <laughs> I wish everyone sweared more often. I know, I know. And it was um, fucking great. But yeah, the compulsive um, gambling was, I would be like, oh, I'd be afraid to be around somebody like that if they were that addicted to gambling because that I'd start worrying like <laughs> if they were going to like steal shit from me, you know, even if you're already rich, having that level of like a gambling problem. Um, right. And, you, you know, you can say, well, it's his money. He can do whatever he wants. But like it's it's the it's the compulsion about the gambling, not right. really it's, the it's- money itself that this is the scary part. Right. And it's also, I'm sure, the same compulsion that drove him to be the best basketball player of all time was also the compulsion that, you know, drove him to to fucking blow all of his money or, you know, millions of dollars. He has, you know, he he has a fucking vault that I'm sure he's never even seen of like, you know, endless (laughs) endless stacks of dollar bills. But like he yeah, he's blown, I'm sure, millions of fucking dollars gambling and just, you know yeah ridiculous yeah. i almost actually wonder if it's a psychological thing where he, it's like he's so good at basketball that he knows he, like if he wants to he can beat anybody so he wants to completely just give give away all like basically like he wants to do something that's like so not up to him and just like a complete thing of chance because maybe that's exhilarating to him because that's not what he experiences you know right. in his uh, who knows but anyway or yeah. or, or it could be the opposite where it's it's like he thinks that he has some kind of clairvoyant ability to <laughs> right. win when even when it's random right? right where you just think that like oh i'm like he's like doing calculations he's like i i win 80 percent of the, everything i bet on so like i i must have like a fucking <laughs> magical power right uh to, to always win so like if you if you were just like knew mathematically that you were fucking that inclined to be lucky like yeah why wouldn't you bet on everything you know <laughs> so i'm I'm still convinced, by the way, my favorite conspiracy theory that's that's fairly harmless is that he the reason he he retired, quote unquote, in 94 and went to play baseball was because, you know, it was, a, it was basically a secret suspension, you know, to get him away from basketball for a year because they found out that he was betting on, you know, NBA games. And that's like been a conspiracy theory since 94. But like yeah. I, that, that seems to be one of the more plausible ones where he just inexplicably goes and fucking plays baseball in the minor leagues for for a year and a half and then just you know as he's like the best player of all time in basketball and then comes back and is still the best player of all time it was very that would be uh, yeah because they couldn't they couldn't you know no that would be a black guy that he was, the nba would never recover from that if that came out like for real no. like that's that's such a black eye for the what sport which the, is why um what was the coach that went to jail for that shit pete rose what he was well he uh, right he actually was a coach at the time he was a manager at the time but he's like the the yeah. the number like he's one of the best baseball players of all time he was like a really short stout guy but he was just such a fucking like maniac lunatic that he has like the most hits of anybody i think he holds the record for hits like in a career uh in baseball he has the most hits of anybody but he's not 
in their hall of fame because he, you know, he bet on baseball when he was the manager of the Cincinnati Reds. And, you know, he maintains he never bet against the team. He always bet on them to win, but that's still like, I, I get why like baseball was like, yeah, we still can't have you doing that because like you may keep a pitcher in way too long because you have a fucking, you know, money riding on this game. Right. And you know, like you might blow his arm out because you want to win this game. And, and what's crazy is that as unethical as the world of sports is, it's still more ethical than Congress where we let Congress people bet on the stock stock market when oh, they have insider, insider trade, like with complete impunity. Right. Exactly. That's like, it, right. It, it kind of pales in comparison to even, that. Even but corporate it, sports is not as corrupt as our fucking government. No. <laughs> it's hilarious to me. I, uh, it's actually funny. Cause I sent you that tweet today from the, like, this is still a problem. Uh, there was a guy in the NFL, Calvin Ridley, who's this like great wide receiver who got suspended for an entire year uh of of you know or entire season in the nfl it's going to cost them 11 million dollars because they found you know in ironically in in their new partnership with DraftKings, which is a sports betting uh company that the nfl is now partnering with they they have access to the all of the records of people who have bet on football games and what they did was they scoured those records to find uh nfl players and personnel to see if anyone who like worked at, you know, worked for the NFL or was like in the NFL bet on games. And they found that he did bet like $1,500 on, you know, football games. So they, so, fucking, yeah, so $1,500 cost him 11 million, 11 million. And then fucking do like, you know, maybe could have had plausible deniability or gotten like a reduced thing tweeted out. Yo, I just fucking, I, I, uh, I only bet $1,500. I don't have a gambling problem. I'm sure it's right. fucking his PR people and his lawyers like, Jesus fucking God damn it. Like, <laughs> well, but, um, so I mean, it, so clearly it was his real name. Like is it's so this whole draft, I don't even know how fucking sports betting works, but DraftKings, like that's not done anonymously. You have to like use your real name. I, I think for tax purposes. Cause if you win, they have to anything, if you win like over like five, three, that whatever the threshold is, they have to report it to the IRS. So I think legally you do need to put all your real info in and whatever, like in case you do win. So yeah, he, he, how come I can go to the casino and just fucking walk around playing slot machines? And if I win, if you do hit a big jackpot, they do, you know, when you, cause casinos now you don't get, you know, you get either chips or now they give you like printed slips. And when you take it to cash out, if it is over a certain amount, I think it's either 3000 or 5,000, they do have to report it to the irs and then you do have to pay taxes gotcha. on it so what if i just win like the 30 bucks a day all year long like they and they have no record of any of that like that's no they would right so you, i mean technically you're legally supposed to report it nobody's gonna fucking report like little you know little accumulations that build up to a win you just have to be responsible about you know how you how you then deposit that money or, right. and or use that money but um yeah fuck the irs fucking bloodsuckers you just win um, like 10 bucks a day for your whole life until you buy the casino and be like ha i beat the system right. <laughs> right which you will for sure not do because the casinos are totally fucking you know just money sucks i've never you know i i, I enjoy gambling to some extent but i've i'm sure i've lost way more than i've won even like the few times that i've hit you know decent fucking you know three hundred dollar right, jackpot right. on a slot well, or whatever i'm like you know, oh, when i was when i was younger like me and my buddies we'd you know go to the casino once in a while and it was just you know, fun, I, you know like hey I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow 20 bucks on a slot machine right uh slowly over the course of you know a couple hours and if i leave here with 20 bucks then that was fun <laughs> i guess right um no but, i'll do yeah. that too like you just as long as you're like not 
like if, as long as you don't have a compulsion about it because that's like when you obviously should never gamble uh, as long as you're like you're responsible about it and you're like here i'll bring like 80 bucks with me and i'm like comfortable losing this 80 bucks and if i lose it you know it sucks but it's not the end of the world i had a fun night out and if i win like fuck yeah you know i want you know couple grand whatever but uh well, that, they, you know. the video gaming industry has completely worked what should be illegal gambling into the mechanics oh, yeah, of sure. so many fucking mobile games um i've got like a marvel strike force on my phone and it's extremely addictive uh and but like half the you know addiction to it is just you know because they want you to uh to play pay money to get bonuses and shit so right. they'll advertise these just like outrageously expensive uh deals right and but it's then it's only like you have like a random chance of actually even getting the things you want it's it's like you're just rolling the dice basically right and they'll have these really expensive ones that like no real person could afford so then when they have a really good deal everyone goes for it they're like holy shit look how cheap this is and like literally it's just it's it they're it's gambling psychology money. 101 it, exactly and, and, and they don't even have to pay anything out like it's just pure profit for them that you it's, have to write it's the code pure profit i think this game it, it hasn't made as much money as like uh star wars galaxy of heroes but i read that uh marvel strike force brought in uh 300 million dollars in uh 2020 in fiscal that year 2020 is, yeah yeah. And they're still just like, oh, we don't have enough money to fix all the bugs in the game. It's like, oh, <laughs> right. you need to hire like a hundred more developers and fix this shit. I mean, I haven't any problems with it, but I'm on a brand new iPhone 13. But yeah, super addictive. Uh, so you've got like the, you know, you you create scarcity for like certain components of the things you need to power up and play the fucking tournaments and shit. And then, you know, you make it so scarce that people will pay gradually more and more money to get the thing that they don't have. Um it, it and should, they also it should be yeah it should be illegal microtransact like that's something i like i i genuinely think like congress should actually yeah. pass a law that you can't have microtransactions in a game because that's something that hasn't ex well, it, didn't it, exist it, until like 10 years ago when people just freely you know use right. their start using their credit card it, at least not kind of have transactions where you still only have a chance of getting something and there's no and they don't tell you like what the odds of it actually are um or well, or i mean like games used to you used to be able to unlock things in games when you would play them and beat them like you know right. every adventure game like you'd play through it to unlock like a special character or a special hat or some stupid shit and like <laughs> if you did it a certain way and you read the fucking like you know the the game informer fucking guide to it or whatever and it was like oh yeah you gotta do this to unlock you know the fucking the the the, the rainbow hat or whatever and you would just do it that way and now they're like here just pay us like 10 bucks for it and you're like oh 10 bucks isn't bad and then you're like I just paid 10 bucks for a completely intangible, intangible fucking hat in a game. That'll make me fly for five seconds long. Like, right. What, or what, having what? entire events in a game where the only way to complete it is to pay money. You know, right. and it's like, it's like, Oh, free to play. But, uh, the purchases within every single update and every single new thing they come out with. Right. Or, if you, you don't want to completely suck at it, you need to pay to keep up with everyone else. Who's right. Paying. Right. And and then you get to the point anyways, like even if you do plunk down all that coin where you'll get to the point where like everybody's topped out with like the same fucking teams, you know, and you're just playing against like another version of a team that looks just like yours and it's all the same characters, it's, it's, you know. And it's, and it's dull as shit. And it, there's <laughs> yeah. there's such a barrier. Like I, I I like remember when like Fortnite was the biggest thing in the world and I like downloaded it and I was like, oh, I'll see what it's what it's all about. And I like opened it up and I'm dead within three seconds. And I did it again and I was dead within like five seconds. And I'm like this is like, is this supposed to be fun? Like what, 
you know, when you have a game like that, that's an open world thing and you, there, there's no like just joining one of those things and learning how to play and like having a fun experience because you're just playing against people who just their entire fucking life is like, you know, it's, it's just so like not fun at all to me. It's shit like that. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or even when you, pl- when you have a big console game where they, they have to put years into developing it, you know, almost a decade in creating a game and then they release it and it's not done yet. And it's like, what did you do all that time? <laughs> it's like, what? yeah, how can you just give me an incomplete? It's like you buy a pizza and it's like 70% cooked and the crust is still fucking doughy. And you're like, oh, you wanted the you- whole pizza? <laughs> right. You wanted the whole pizza. <laughs> right. And we we only gave you like 75% of the pizzas. We didn't we didn't know you wanted an entire pizza. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could fit more in that box if you really wanted to. Right. I mean, ridiculous. Whole- just fucking ridiculous. Bring back one player fucking offline adventure games is all I'm saying. Like that shit <laughs> Seriously. Needs to be- developed way more and like the few ones that i've like the fucking that star wars game that came out was fucking incredible fallen order jedi fallen order that came out like a couple years ago i never tried that one but yeah yeah they 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 got to put more shit like that out because it's just it's fun to actually play through a game that has like a set story and you get to fucking do shit you don't have to interact with a bunch of other you know cretins online and you don't have to pay money to unlock a fucking special you know lightsaber or anything right well i've still been enjoying cyberpunk 2077 they just came out with a huge update for that and fixed a lot of things that were wrong with it yeah i heard still yeah. wrong with it uh and there's a whole bunch of new shit i haven't even finished the playing through it the, the first time yet um but it's you know it's fun you get to hang out with with uh fucking oh god jesus <laughs> fucking johnny utah yeah keanu Keanu Reeves, that's right. Yep, he's your he's your uh, digital hallucinatory spirit guide who drinks and swears a lot, talks about banging pussy. Um, yeah, it's definitely a mature game, that's for sure. Which is super <laughs> not like him. That's really funny. <laughs> it is. It is. But you know, like as I mentioned before, you can tell he's like basing this character who's like a former uh, lead singer of a rock band on probably like the biggest douchebag band frontman he's ever met in his life right, right. <laughs> being that he has his he had his own band or has his own band right he has his own like kind of small band but i'm sure they got to open for big bands because of who he is and shit right so. right and just right. you know he's already famous so people you know like hey, hey man we'll smoke weed with right, Keanu. Right, right. uh so yeah like his his line reading um in the game is some of it's like <laughs> like you could just imagine like like cracking up saying some of these lines with a straight face <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it's great. It's I mean, it's definitely the most beautiful game I've ever looked at or played. The most realistic looking city, uh, even though it is set in the future. But you know, you'll see like great graffiti. You know, like corporations must die or fuck pigs, things like that in right. there. So it's definitely a. It feels like a real world. <laughs> nice, nice. All right. Well, uh, I think we hit pretty much everything we wanted to hit in the Ukraine. Um, I th- oh, you know, <laughs> real quick, I want to read this funny before we get out of here. I want to read this funny statement out because. Uh, Andrew Cuomo, like, like a fucking leech that will just not, not fucking die. Like no matter what you, you whack him with, uh, refuses to go away. Like he doesn't understand that. Like, like, you know, all, all these like cancel politicians or celebrities, they, they go away for a while so that when they come back, like there's still a lot of people like, what the fuck are you doing? But there's at least some segment of people who've like either forgotten or forgiven them or whatever, but he just refuses to even go through that grace period because he's an egomaniac so he he popped up again at some you know some some church some baptist church in new york and gave a speech about how everyone's out to get him and like he's just this this incredibly pious holy man and all this other horse shit um 
But but uh, Letitia James, New York Attorney General, uh, was not fucking having it. Uh, not a fan of his. She was one of the people who you know prosecuted him in in his uh, multiple sexual harassment uh, uh, cases that that he had against him. Uh, and she released this statement uh, the other day. So uh, let's see. New York Attorney General Letitia James's campaign released the following statement in response to former Governor Andrew Cuomo's comments at a church service this morning. Quote, serial sexual harasser Andrew Cuomo won't even spare a house of worship from his lies, <laughs> even through multiple, even though multiple independent investigations found his victims to be credible. Cuomo continues to blame everyone but himself. Cuomo was not, wasn't railroaded. He quit so he wouldn't be impeached. New Yorkers are ready to move forward from this sick, pathetic man. End quote. Wow. <laughs> that is just that's, such that's a, a punch in the Democrat. dick. That's right. a fellow Democrat saying that. <laughs> right. Fucking great. Real mm. right. you know, she's 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 like like so so, but like that I, I love that like even like the moderate Democrats in New York just hate Andrew Cuomo's fucking guts and relish the opportunity to fucking t- twist the knife in his back. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it is amazing considering that just two years ago he was their favorite fucking favorite uh problem problematic male since uh Hottie Avenatti. Right. Right. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that pretty much uh, hits everything we wanted to hit today. I was very worried we wouldn't actually even make it to an hour because I had literally two little like bullet points of notes. But as always, we managed to <clears throat> to find our way to the end. Um, you know, I just I'll you spend an hour looking at Twitter and you'll have enough material for an hour of podcast is what I yeah. think. <laughs> I think so. I, I, I mean, I think we've we've proven that. I think uh, you know we we've certainly proven that that inference. But uh, yeah, all right. Well, I think that pretty much does it for us this week. Um, if you want to support the show, rate re- rate review and subscribe. Uh, uh, wherever that, that you... was that was rate. He said just in case anyone just yeah i'm really tired it's fucking late (laughs) (laughs) i've been working all day do not do not rape review and subscribe no no we do not condone in any way that uh yeah rate review and subscribe (laughs) fucking tired uh wherever you get your podcasts follow us on soundcloud soundcloud.com slash move left facebook.com slash move left uh or no facebook.com slash move left idiots uh, patreon.com slash move left i am on twitter at move underscore left uh he's always on my twitter bikes yeah we'll see you next week the eve of destruction the eve of destruction the eve of We can't.